Hey there, friend. Thank you so much for tuning in today to the Inventory Genius Podcast. I have a special episode for you today. It's a little different than our typical podcast recordings in that I first recorded this live. It's the Inventory Genius Masterclass, and I recorded it live in my free Facebook group. I wanted to memorialize this masterclass and make it available to you to listen to again and again through the podcast channel. And so I'm going to be dropping it here as an episode today. It's a little different than the typical podcast in that because I recorded it live, you'll hear me interacting with those that were watching and connecting with those that are taking the masterclass with me. The content is still relevant and the information is still really important. It's just going to be in more of a live conversational format. So I hope that you take some time, grab a notebook, grab a pen, and really listen to the three different points that I go through as we're talking about how to become an inventory genius in your retail product-based business. Enjoy! We're going to be talking all things inventory, and I'm so excited to connect with each and every single one of you. I know that everybody here, hello, Sarah, hello, Angie, hello, hello, hi, Megan. Um, I know that everybody here is wanting to improve profitability. Um, we're wanting to take a bigger paycheck. We're wanting to understand how to control our inventory. We all have the same desire. All of us here are product-based business owners. We all sell things. We all exchange things for dollar bills. Um, and we all got into business to pay ourselves, to have something that can support us and our family, our dreams, um, to define our own success, be in control of our own schedule. And I know that a lot of times the dream that we have at the kitchen table or in the coffee shop with our girlfriends or as we lay awake at night and we think about opening this business doesn't always come to fruition the way that we wanted it to. And um, a lot of that, in my opinion, if we're product-based business owners, has to do with the numbers and how inventory moves in our business. So I'm really excited to chat with you guys today. Hello, Kenda. Hi, Jill. Mary Beth is here. Shauna. Hi, Pam. Everybody. Hi, Nicole. So excited to have you guys here today um, on this Wednesday, which is diff different. I typically do masterclass or challenges on Mondays, but we're diving in here on this Wednesday. I want to give you guys some tools that you can take into this holiday season and then, of course, into 2023. So one of those tools I'm going to share with you actually at the end of our masterclass today. So please hang out with me all the way through the end. Um, there will be um, something that I want to share with you a next step that I want you to take, and it goes together with what we're going to learn today. So if you can silence your phone, if you can shut off the distractions, um, and just give me your full attention for an hour. I will be brief, concise. I'm going to give you tools and tips that you can take and implement today, some bite-sized actionable steps, and then I'm going to share with you what I want you to do next. And I'm going to put this all into a progression that I know works. So I've been teaching this content, Inventory Genius content, and my Inventory Genius method for over a couple, you know, over two years now, a couple of years. Um, and uh, last count, and this has been quite a few months since I looked it up, but we um, here in this group, I've worked with over 1,100, um, well over 1,100 product-based business owners now. So I know the steps that you need to take and I know what works. And I'm excited to share that with you today. But please hang out with me. 
you know, give yourself permission to just fully invest your mind into this hour here with me today all the way through. And then I'll tell you our next steps as we get to the end. Hello, Debbie. Okay. I need to know a little bit about you guys. Hi, Brent. Um, Mary Beth is here. Awesome. Hi, Alicia. I want to know a little bit about everybody. Um, if you can tell me, Oops, there we go. Comments I actually accidentally swiped into the side. Tell me a little bit about you. Um, I might not be able to see the comments all coming in, but one another, you can all see each other and I want to get to know you and I'll go back and look at them at the end here and just get to know you guys a little bit and I want you to know one another. So tell us where you're from, You know what state you're from, what country you're from, if you're one of our Canadian neighbors or maybe you're joining us from Australia. Tell us where you're from and what kind of product you sell. So just what kind of product do you sell? Do you sell shoes? Do you sell home goods? Do you sell apparel? Do you, are you a wholesaler? Are you a subscription box builder? Um, tell us what kind of product. I love to know that. And your neighbors here in the group live. Isn't this so cool that we can come from around the world into one little virtual room and learn something that can help improve our business? I'm super excited. So tell us a little bit about you. Um, and as you do that, I know there are really brand new people here. Some of you are old friends, Kim, Megan. You guys have been hanging out with me um for a while and you know my story but i'm going to give the abbreviated version for those of you who are brand new here um in this group today so my name is sierra as i mentioned um and i am a serial entrepreneur i've had multiple businesses that i've bought sold um grown i've won a lot i've lost a lot in business it has not always been rosy we see <laughs> we see instagram posts of people and everything looks super easy um my business journey has been a crazy roller coaster of really high highs and really low lows but through that roller coaster journey I have loved to learn and I've been privileged to connect with amazing teachers and mentors who have given me insight at the right time. Um, I'm working on my book right now, so that'll be released in a couple months. So if you guys are um, here, you're on my email list, I'll let you know. But um, just writing out my story again, I was like, this is so interesting how God can totally redeem hard things in our life for good. Um, and I see the good as being here with you today. So I opened my second business, formal business, um, but my first retail business in 2006. Um, I started a boutique in downtown Fargo, North Dakota, of all places, is where I'm born and raised. Um, and I'll give you the short version. Ended up opening a second concept just a few months later, and then brought those two concepts together and created a designer outlet boutique while we were heading into the recession. So I have lived through a recession with a product-based business. I survived and I thrived, which is what I'm going to talk about tomorrow. I'm going to to jump in here at 4 p.m. Central tomorrow and just do a live impromptu session. I want to talk about super side note here, but I think it ties together with our inventory and I know it ties together with our profit. Um, this conversation of recession and the algorithm and how it's killing our business and we can't you know, really like dive into the sales. We can't get in front of our customers like we used to. It can be discouraging. I believe that we can rise above that and we can get out of creating crisis for ourselves and actually build into an amazing concept with our business. And I did that in 2006, I launched and we were heading right into that recession in 2008. But I launched, built, grew my boutique business into a seven figure boutique business and franchised it. So a lot of stuff going on. We had locations around the country. Um, well, I'm not going to go into all the story today. You can read some of that in the book, um, but ended up basically losing it all. So at the end of the day, after struggling and straining and lots of debt and 
never paying myself while I paid a massive team of people, always feeling like my payday would come, doing all the things that now I know do not have to be done to run a successful business, I ended up not having what I wanted anyway. The expectation of what I wanted to build was you know, not fulfilled anyway. And so when I launched the next business, I sold that brand, and when I launched my next product-based business, I decided I was gonna do it differently. I was gonna take what I had learned at the end of my journey um, in my retail business, which I wish I would have known at the beginning, and those are some things we're gonna chat about today. Towards the end of that retail business, I had an amazing contract CFO, finally, um, and he taught me some really great fundamental principles that had to do with my inventory. And I could start to finally see how the inventory is what tied, it was the glue that tied it all together. The inventory is what was important for scaling and growing. It was what was important for making a paycheck. It was what was important for profitability most of all. And so I took those principles into the next business I launched, built that, grew it. It was profitable from day one. So first thing I want you to write down here and go away with today, I want hope in your, your bank account. <laughs> I want hope in your heart today that you can be profitable from the beginning. So we hear this, I, I just don't like all these things that people put on the internet, right? And um, people tell other small business owners, one of those being, you know, you're not gonna be profitable for three years. I wanna challenge your thinking today and say, why is that? And who gets to decide that? I'm the business owner. I get to decide if I'm profitable or not. I get to make the work, the numbers work for me. And so that next time around with a product-based business, I did just that and then launched into some other businesses that I built and sold and, and here I am today. So I have been where you are at. I want you to know that. I've had a ton of sleepless nights. I've had those nights where two in the morning, one in the morning, I crawled out of bed as quiet as I could to go check my phone and see if the sales had dropped because I had rent due that day. 7 a.m., as soon as the banks open, oh my goodness, oh great, it's Monday, it's a holiday, nothing's gonna process, no one's gonna take my payment. I have had those feelings, I've had those sleepless nights, but I've also seen when we can manage our inventory properly, when we can understand how the financials and the numbers work without being frightened and scared of them, how we can suddenly find that peace of mind and profitability that we're all looking for. And I'm so excited to share those things with you today. So I want to let you know I have been in your shoes literally um, in different ways. I've had the big business, the startup, the little business, all of the things. So wherever you're at today, I've been there, virtual business, um, online only, brick and mortar, all the things. And the principles we're gonna walk through today really do work. Um, and I've worked with hundreds and now thousands of product-based business owners on the things I'm gonna share with you. And that's why I'm so, so excited. So if you guys have your notebook or your workbook, I want you to grab it and turn to that first page, understanding your cash flow. If you can see behind me, I love this because really what we're gonna be focused on today it's just this. So when we think about financials, we might get a little sweaty palms. We might start to hyperventilate a little bit. Let me know. Drop it in the comments if you're like, ah, the financial, that, that F word, right? That F word. Like, oh my goodness, I just can't even see her. I don't know it. Or maybe you're the person that you're like, I've always known it's important, 
but um, I've gotten the financials. I just don't know what to do with them. I don't know what they say. And, and so I just kind of put them in a file on my desktop and leave them. Or maybe you're that person who says, you know what, Sierra, I have my MBA in business, but what I learned in college and what I have to do in a product inventory based business is like so different. It's overwhelming. Wherever you're at with the number side of things, I want to tell you that financials are as simple as this, just five lines, five different lines. And we're going to go through these today and how they play an important role in profitability and your paycheck. So I want you to remember that each number in your business is a piece of the puzzle. It's all a piece of the puzzle. And when you can see the overall picture of any puzzle, it's so much easier to put together. I've told you guys a story of last year when we went to the ocean and I bought this puzzle. <clears throat> I thought it would be great, you know, family bonding. And it was so hard. I dumped it out and it was an ocean scheme. So like, I'm just saying everything that's tan and blue, very hard to put together in a thousand or 10,000 or whatever it was. Well, I'm here to tell you that I bought another puzzle for this year's um, holiday together. Only this year I bought, I was very careful to buy a 500 piece puzzle instead of a thousand, 10,000, whatever, 500 piece puzzle. And the picture on the front cover has lots of colors and lots of pieces to it that I know I'll be able to pull out and put together so that this puzzle will actually get completed, done, and much easier for me to handle. So I want you to think about your business like that. It's all a puzzle. We have a picture in our mind of what we want it to turn out like. I want an ocean scheme. I want a downtown Christmas scheme. I want this beautiful picture of a, a dog or an animal, right? So we pick out a puzzle. We pick out our business vision. And then we have all these pieces, all these numbers. And we look at them and we say, I don't know how I can get from this puzzle of or this pile of weird pieces everywhere that I don't know where they go and what they mean to that beautiful picture on the front of the box cover. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Every number is a piece of the puzzle. And the first thing we want to do is flip over those pieces and take a look at the color scheme, right? To pull out the ones that have the straight edges and the corner units, right? So we can pull those out and start to create a framework. Every single number is a piece of the puzzle. I do not want anyone here in this room to be scared of their numbers. You're bold and brave enough to open a small business, to have a vision and make it happen. You're in the top percent of people who will ever execute on their vision or their dream. You guys, there are so many people who talk the talk and never walk the talk, right? They never do it. How many people have you run into? I want you to give me an emoji here, like a little hands up or you know, a little heart. How many people have talked to someone who have said to you, how did you do it? How did you just open your business? I've always wanted to X, Y, Z. I think it would be so fun to X, Y, Z. And they don't execute on it. How many people do we run into every year that have lots of vision and never execute? Every single one of you have executed on that vision. So you're already so far ahead of the curve, right? You already have the mindset to know the things. So I want you to make the decision today that you're going to stop having fear when it comes to your numbers. I want you to stop thinking that you could never understand them. I want you to stop having that false feeling of guilt that I have a successful business, I'm making so much money, but I don't know what's going on in the behind the scenes, I'm a fraud. I want you to stop that today. We're all in a different place in our journey. We all define success in our business differently. And every single one of us here has the capability to handle the numbers and to understand our business working more than anybody else. I'm here to guide you and give you principles and things that I know work for my clients and have worked for me, but you are the boss of your business and you need to own that. 
and you need to be confident in that. Stop saying that you are a hot mess and that you can't understand things. Just quit that language in your mind because what we think happens, right? Where we put our focus, those results follow. And so I want you to start thinking yourself today as the master of the puzzle. Maybe you don't know all the pieces today or how they all work together, like me at the table with everything like, oh my goodness, this is so difficult, but I can take the time and I can learn it. And you can take the time and you can learn it. Numbers will show you your true profit and loss. How many of you guys are in boutique forms? Like if you can say yes or me, uh, maybe drop a number of how many Facebook groups you're in for boutique owners or how many Facebook groups you're in for your you know, wholesalers or product-based business owners, how many boutique or retail or product-based forms you're in. Drop a number and let me know. I'd like us to all be transparent and real here, right? We all find ourselves in groups and you know all these online chats so we can get sucked into the conversation. How many times in in those groups do we listen to everyone else that's in the same boat as us they have no idea what their numbers are saying they have no desire to learn it and yet we ask for their advice I'm hearing 10 3 me I'm him, six right one two oh my goodness too many Megan says too many a whole bunch I love it Becky yeah we're in all of these groups and we spend our time listening to the voices of everyone else who has the same issues as we do, instead of saying, today I'm gonna commit to actually doing the hard things. I'm gonna surround myself with people who are pushing forward instead of people who are behind me, pulling me down, pulling me down, pulling me back. There's this illustration I love of the a crabs in a bucket. So we have this big bucket, right? And one crab tries to get out. This is a real thing. One crab tries to crawl to the top and all the other crabs grab on and pull it down. They don't want that crab to escape. They don't want that crab to, to go away, right? And we find ourselves in these groups of other small business owners who are saying the same thing we are. I don't know my numbers. I never have any money. And yet I make seven figures. I'm a $600,000 business. I did 10 grand this month. I want to say this is going to sound so sarcastic, but like whoop-de-doo, right? I had seven figure business. Whoop-de-doo. I made over a million dollars multiple years. Who cares? I never paid myself and it wasn't profitable. So why does that matter? It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, knowing your numbers is going to show you your true profit or loss. So I want you to commit number two. First of all, you committed today that you are going to be the boss of your business, that you are going to build the confidence to understand what the pieces are saying. Number two, I want you to commit to surround yourself with people who are forward moving, positive thinking, problem solving business owners. From today forward, I want you to think of some groups or some and these could be even be in-person groups. Maybe you go to lunch with some other business owners or people that pull you down or drag you down and they aren't willing to do the hard work that you're willing to do because you're here today. I want you to commit to thinking about where you could remove yourself and instead put yourself in a place where you're surrounded with people who are actually working to get it right. I want you to commit to that today. So let's talk about Parkinson's law. We're gonna to get to inventory, but first we have to understand how this flows and how the cash relates to our inventory buying. Okay, so Parkinson's law tells us this, that whatever is in front of us, we're gonna consume. So I know that there's a lot of you here who have told me in this group or told me offline as we've been chatting about the masterclass that you're making sales, but you never know where the cash is going. So the sales drop in and the cash goes. The sales come in and the 
the cash goes. I just talked to an owner recently who said this very thing. She's doing really, really well, right? So she has numbers that we would all covet if we were looking at top line numbers, which are important too, and we're going to use those today, but we tend to dwell on that, right? So she's doing those numbers and yet her bank account's always empty. Like where's the money going? So Parkinson's law tells us that whatever is in front of us, we're gonna consume. If we have a big plate of something, we're gonna eat it all. If we have a full can of Coke, we're gonna drink the whole thing. If we want less Coke, we get a little can, or we pour half the Coke into a glass and put the rest in the refrigerator, right? So whatever is in front of us as humans, we're gonna consume it. The same thing happens with our money. If all of our cash comes into one big plate or one big bowl or one big account, and we don't have it divvied out, we don't have plans for that money, we don't know what's happening with it, we're gonna consume it all. And this is where we ride that crazy, crazy, you know, roller coaster in entrepreneurship where we have an amazing weekend. You're all gonna be having these, and that's why I'm glad you're taking this right now. You're all gonna have awesome Black Fridays and amazing Saturdays, um, small business Saturdays, and, and great holiday open houses and online sales. They're gonna flood in, you're gonna feel quick re re and instant relief right? Because I have cash, I can breathe. But if you don't have a plan for it, if you don't understand how the inventory works with it, it's all in front of you. You're going to consume it all. You're going to go spend on this. You're going to buy that. You're going to hire this. You're going to, you know, go to market. You're going to buy plane tickets, all the things. And come Monday morning, it's all gone again. And most likely you're in an even worse position than you were before. We are going to spend whatever is in our account. So what if we made our plates just a little bit smaller? What if with our inventory, we made a inventory cash plate, if you will? What if we said, when this money comes in, I'm going to know how to build a buying budget based off of what's selling. And I'm going to then move that money, that particular money that I need to spend on my inventory into an inventory account. And together, the buying budget and the inventory account for my cash are going to be the first little square puzzle pieces for the puzzle that I'm gonna create, for the picture that I'm gonna create. So we're gonna talk about profit first in a little bit again, but I want you to think about this. So using the profit first model, we divvy up our money, we put money into specific accounts, and we start to control our cash flow. This makes sure that those bills always get paid and that you always get paid, that you always take a paycheck. So kind of catalog that thought of profit first, we're gonna come back to it. But now I wanna dive into the financials a little bit and I wanna to talk to you about how the financials are directly tied to your inventory and how you have to understand both things. So um, I'm gonna give you a couple stories, some client stories, I'll leave off names, but these are real people that I've worked with, okay? And I want to tell you these stories because I want to normalize where you're at. So I want you to understand that if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling guilty, why did I wait 10 years to learn this or to take this class? Like we just need to stop that conversation because it's not productive. For us to look in the rearview mirror and say, what if, what, how come, how, like that is not productive. You're here today and you're starting fresh today and you can do it today. If you follow what I tell you, all the way through, including what I'm going to talk about at the end of today's class. Like there's a progression of steps that can clean up what you've got going on in your business and help you start fresh from this moment going forward. One of those things is our financials. So if you scroll to the bottom of your page, we're on this page right here where I say profit and loss and balance sheet. I have some notes here that I want to go over first, and then I'm going to explain the financials. So why do financials even matter? 
like really Sierra if I sell and maybe even know my margin maybe I kind of even know my break-even or what it would cost for my business I really just don't have time I do all the things I'm the poster I'm the buyer I'm the social media comment answer I you know I do all the things I don't have time for bookkeeping and financial stuff in my store too you know so why do financials even matter first of all financials will focus you on your margin understanding your your financials will clearly focus you on your margin i'm going to give you an illustration so i worked with a client and i have permission to share this story um and she had been getting books uh, you know she had a professional accountant um outside firm that she'd been hiring for a long time and they've been sending her financials and in fact she knew how to read financials okay so this was someone who was fairly um, astute when it came to understanding the numbers, the profit and loss and all of this, but she didn't know what to look at in these financials for an inventory based business. And so she'd been getting these financials, making a lot of money. So a lot of cash coming in, but the same problem we all have, we find ourselves in, where did it all go? I don't know where all the money went. Right. And so when she connected with me, she's like, this is the year that I want to get a handle on what's going on with my money. <laughs> I want to understand how to manage the inventory because the inventory is like this cash eating monster. I buy it and then I need to buy more and more and more and there's never enough and I'm not paying myself even though I have a team. And so we took a look at her financials and the first thing I saw was that her margin on her financial, on her profit and loss, which is right here, and I'm gonna go over that with you, was not even big enough to cover the expenses of her business, okay? Let alone any debt that she had or any owner distributions or pay to herself, okay? So even though her number at the top was big and bold and amazing and we would all die for that number, it didn't matter because her margin was not big enough to cover what was going on in the business. So that was the first alert. I looked at that financial, 30 seconds, I was like, here's an issue, okay? Here's a problem. Scroll to the bottom of the financial and we can see that that issue there with the margin directly reflected in the profitability. So understanding your financials as a business owner is your number one focus starting today. I want you to understand how they work and what they tell you about your margin. Number two, margin then creates profitability. I'm gonna show you that in just a second. So as we could see that her margin didn't even afford to run her business, that all drops to the bottom, which yielded a net loss. So she had no profit in her business. And desired profit, creates our sales goal. So it all works together. All these things work together. Okay, so let's pop over here to the whiteboard and I'm gonna talk you through what I mean. If you jump to the, to the top of the page now, we're talking about the profit and loss. So there's two financial pieces that are gonna be super important when it comes to buying your inventory. I know a lot of you are like, I overbuy or I underbuy or I'm always buying, I don't know what to buy and it's really confusing and the money's getting eaten up and I feel like I'm on a hamster wheel. So we're gonna start with our two financials, the two pieces that are gonna play a role in our inventory budget, which we're gonna go through on the next page here. So this is a P&L or a profit and loss statement. If you focus on your financial starting today, the first financial I'd love for you to get very interested in, very accustomed, very in tune with, is gonna be your profit and loss. Okay, this is gonna be the easiest, most cut and dry one to figure out and to understand, and to understand how the flow works with an inventory-based business and how the inventory directly affects cash in your bank account. So this is a P&L, or a profit and loss. Okay, or a profit and loss. Oh, I flipped the screen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
I did that before I went live, but it mustn't have flipped. Okay. Now I need to figure out like combing your hair in a mirror where I stand. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for telling me that. I appreciate it. Thank you, Chandel. Okay. So profit and loss. So up here we have our sales. Okay. This is the number everybody likes to brag about. That's the number everybody likes to focus on. And it's a hundred percent important. Like it's very, very important to our business. You have to have enough revenue, right? You have to make the sales. You have to set sales goals. I'm a firm teacher believer in all of that. But this is the vanity metric that everyone measures their success by when really they should be measuring their success by this number at the bottom. Because at the end of the day, we can have millions come into an account and not keep a single penny. And who cares? Doesn't really matter. What's the whoop-de-doo, right? So this top line number is our sales. And on a profit and loss, this is going to be the sales that came into our business for any given period of time. Now, I want you to remember that a profit and loss looks behind, okay? Really important to remember that a profit and loss, let me move this, profit and loss looks in the past. It's only gonna show you what's already happened. It's not gonna show you anything in the future. There's other financial statements for that. But a profit and loss is gonna look behind you and it's gonna show you what occurred for any period of time. So let's say this is for a month, okay? This is a monthly P&L. So we have $20,000 in sales this number right here is our cost of goods sold, okay? This is our cost of goods sold, and cost of goods sold is literally the cost of the goods that sold, okay? I know I say this all the time, and so many of you have heard me, but I'm gonna be repetitive because it never ceases to amaze me how it's constantly recorded inaccurately even by bookkeepers and accountants. I've just gone over multiple financials in the last, let's say two or three weeks with clients where their professional bookkeepers or accountants have not recorded this accurately. This makes me mad. This fires me up because you as a business owner deserve accurate financials. It's really hard to make decisions in your business if you don't understand what's going on because the numbers are not there. They're not accurately recorded. This really fires me up, especially since lately I've had just so many where I've re reviewed financials and it's not recorded accurately. So when it's recorded inaccurately, what does that look like? If this is not recorded correctly, it often looks like um, a cash-based business instead of an accrual-based business, which means that you record everything the minute the cash leaves. As inventory-based businesses, we should be accrual-based in our accounting. Write that down. If you have an accountant, if you have a bookkeeper, write this word down and ask them, are you doing my bookkeeping on an accrual basis? Or are you doing my business bookkeeping on a cash basis? You want to be on an accrual basis. When you're on a cash basis, what this means is when you buy inventory, it's recorded right here, not when the inventory sold. But you can't see your true margin if you're recording a purchase against the sales. You can only see your true margin when you're recording this, the cost of the sales against the sales. So in a profit and loss, we have our sales and our cost of goods sold. So if I sold $20,000 of this shirt and the cost of this shirt was $8,000, my sales and my cost of goods would be right here. Now, if I bought $40,000 worth of these shirts and I only sold $20,000, I would not record the invoice, the $40,000 right here, I would record the ones that sold, the cost of what actually sold, okay? Very important. So 
whatever sales, whatever cost of goods sold. The difference then is this beautiful, beautiful number here. One of the most amazing pieces of the puzzle. It's our margin. Okay. Your margin is golden. Your margin is your golden ticket to profitability and to your paycheck. Please write that down somewhere. My margin is my golden ticket to my paycheck and my profitability. You as a business owner, I wish I was sitting in front of each one of you. I would like shake you and say, you can do this. You control your margin. You control your margin. You don't always control the sales. You can't always control who's coming into the store or who's shopping online, but you for sure can control what the cost of goods sold was and what that margin is. You control your margin, which means you control your paycheck and you control your profitability as a business owner. And you know, honestly, let's just be, let's, let's totally be real here. For some of you, you might not like that. You might say that actually freaks me out. <laughs> I would actually rather blame people not coming in for my, not having a paycheck. I would actually rather blame low traffic. I would actually rather blame the algorithm. I would actually rather blame a recession for not having a paycheck and not being profitable. Because when I say I control my margin, that means that I have to take ownership of my failure or my success. But let me tell you this, if you're willing to take ownership of your failure and your success, you'll win. You'll win. And it might not look like a win that you had anticipated, but you will win. Because in leadership, as business owners that are leaders, when we say I take ownership for the success or failure of my business, that's the key to moving forward. When we blame all the other things and create crisis around us all the time, we're never gonna fix our issue. We never will. My customers don't like me anymore. I have, you know, I had disgruntled employees. The algorithm doesn't work. Nobody sees my stuff on Facebook. Now, I'm not saying these things aren't real, right? Because these are all real circumstances, but our thoughts create our actions, okay? Our thoughts create our actions. And when we decide to not think woo-woo, I'm gonna think positive thoughts and be a millionaire, not that. But when we decide to think that we're the boss of our business and that we control our paycheck and we control our profitability, we can make an impact. And that might not mean that you get a paycheck tomorrow. You're not gonna jump off of masterclass and suddenly write yourself a $500,000 paycheck, but you control when that paycheck, what that plan looks like for a paycheck. You control the outcome. So we control the margin. This is our golden ticket. We love our margin number. Um, the way that this would look on a profit and loss, it would be called gross margin. If you follow profit first, it's gonna be called real revenue, okay? All right, our next um, line item right here, this little um, amount here is our expenses, okay? So this is gonna be our expenses, which is fixed and non-fixed expenses. So this is gonna be rent, payroll, marketing, travel, insurance, utilities, fixed and non-fixed expenses. This number does not, does not include debt, and this number does not include inventory, okay? So this number is fixed and non-fixed expenses. And then the balance of it all right here, this number at the bottom, that is our profit or loss, okay? So we have our total sales, what the cost of those sales were, the difference is our gross margin, then we subtract our expenses, and at the end of the day, whatever's left, whatever filters down to the bottom, is going to be our net profit or our net loss. This is a profit and loss statement, okay? So for those of you who are freaked out about financials, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. It's five lines. Now I want you to think about something 
before we move to the balance sheet. And if you can write it in one of the lines here, so these notes here are for you to write down, like what is a profit and loss? What would I find there? Any notes that you want to take. But I want you to write down this, this thought. When you look at a profit and loss for your business, this is how important financials are to your inventory, to becoming an inventory genius. Of these five lines, this one, this one, this one, and this one, are all related to your inventory. This should completely give you chills. This is why you cannot afford to stop looking or decide not to look at your numbers. This is why you cannot say, I'm not good at financials, I'm just gonna put it on the back burner, I'm gonna let someone else do it. This is why you can't just hire a bookkeeper or an accountant and remove yourself from reading what the financials say. Of the five line items on a profit and loss, four of them are related to your inventory. If you can't get this figured out, your inventory will always screw you over. You're gonna buy too much of it. You're not gonna buy enough of it. You're not gonna market up well. You're gonna be a freaked out to market down. Four of the five lines on a profit and loss are related to inventory. You have to understand how to read your financials. Okay. Let's turn to the balance sheet. Let's take a look at the balance sheet. Now we're not gonna spend a lot of time here um, because I really want you to learn and understand your P&L. Four of the five lines in a P&L are related to inventory. So crucial, so important. But the balance sheet plays a role in your inventory too. So the balance sheet shows you your assets and your liabilities, okay? So your assets and liabilities, you can write that in one of the lines. So the assets would be things that you own that you can turn into cash or are cash, right? your checking accounts, your savings accounts, um, your furniture, your fixture, your equipment, and your inventory. Your inventory is an asset until it is sold, okay? And we want the asset section of our balance sheet to be strong, to look good. We want the asset section of our balance sheet to be much heavier and much stronger than the liability section. So the liability section on our balance sheet is all of the debts. It's everything we owe everyone else. So if you find yourself really flipped when it comes to your cash, maybe you're making a lot of sales, but you're not keeping any of the money, part of it could be that your balance sheet is not very strong. So when we don't have a strong balance sheet, what does that mean? That means that our assets are very small. We have hardly anything in our checking account. We don't have our inventory recorded properly. We don't have a lot of it. We don't have any equipment. We just don't have a lot that we can turn into cash and we don't have a lot of cash. And our liabilities far outweighs that. That means we have a very weak balance sheet. So we have a lot of debt. We have a lot of credit card debt. We have a lot of loans. We have capital loans. We, the business owes us money. We have a bunch of accounts payable out there. Uh, maybe we have a lot of gift cards out there. That's all liabilities. It's stuff that we owe other people. We want the top line, the asset line of the balance sheet to be much bigger than the bottom, to be much stronger. So if we want a strong balance sheet, it means we start to grow our assets, we grow our cash, we grow our savings, we grow our inventory, or we make sure that it's in line with our sales goals, and then we start to shrink the liabilities, okay? So what happens a lot of times um, is that we feel this cash crunch, right? So we're chugging right along, we're making all the sales, things are going good, we just opened, or maybe we've had really good seasons, and then something changes. And instead of focusing on what's going on at the root, we think, oh my goodness, I remember, I just got an email from 
you name it, Capital Loan Place, that I can get $30,000 dropped into my account, you know, no credit check or whatever they say, all the things today. I need that cash, rent is coming due, I have to buy more inventory, I'll click yes, super easy peasy, boom, done. Okay, we add that. Then we get an offer for an SBA loan or maybe we're running out of cash and we're like, hey, I have, you know, I quit my corporate job. I do have a ton of cash or I sold another business. I'm going to take some cash and infuse it into my business. It'll fix the problem. It'll feel super good. We do it. We breathe for a minute and then we stress out again because the same thing happens again because our balance sheet is becoming less and less strong. It's becoming weaker, right? So the cash that we own is going away and the debts are increasing. Now, if you're sitting there and you're like, okay, this is not comfortable. <laughs> I did not sign up for this, Sierra. It's not the inventory genius conversation I thought I'd have. I'm like, you know, just like really uncomfortable over here. I wanna tell you that we can use your inventory to flip the balance sheet. So when we head into any type of, I'm going to say turmoil in life, okay? I don't want to just say recession because I think consumer behavior is changing and it's important for us, again, not to create a crisis around us as an excuse. But things happen all the time. We could be in a booming economy and we find a family member really ill and we have massive hospital bills. We have to move across the country and when we relocate, our customers don't follow us. There's construction. You know, you can be in a, an economy that's booming like crazy. This happened to me. And they decided to rip up the entire road in front of my store for a year. That's a crisis. That's something that I can't control, right? If you don't have a strong balance sheet, whatever happens to hit your business is going to hit, hit it really hard. And so if you find yourself today with a weak balance sheet, it's time for us to focus on the inventory and figure out how we can change that and flip it around. So let's talk about how we can do that. I want you to actually turn two pages for me. So right here, this would be the, the page that you would turn to, step two, focus on the right things. Can we flip it one more? Um, and the next time I present this, I think I'm gonna flip these because I, I really wanna talk about the page, the, st the system we can stick to. I wanna talk about this conversation first and then I'm gonna go back to the other page. So you should all be on the page with me that says, let's start taking a look at, and with a little line there to fill in the blank, okay? So let's start taking a look at where you are at. Anytime you find yourself in a struggle, in a place in your business that you don't want to be, I want you to take a step back, to take a deep breath, and to just look at where you're at. Let's go back to that puzzle illustration. When I dump the pieces out on the table, I could like get up and frantically walk around and be like, oh my goodness, I shouldn't have bought this puzzle. I'm never going to get it done. I, you know, whatever. I'm going to go watch TV. I'm going to scroll on my phone. I'm going to come back. Nope. Too big of a mess. I don't know. You know, maybe someone else will come and help me. Or I can just take a breath. I can prop the picture up and I can start to flip over the pieces. I can see where I'm at. Like what is the, what's going on in the picture? If you were to hire me to come to your house because maybe you just inherited a storage unit, let's say this, you inherited a storage unit and you're like, Sierra, I went to the storage unit and I opened the door and everything like almost fell out. Kind of like everyone shoved stuff in and like closed, <laughs> closed it slowly and walked away. I don't know what to do with it. I would love that. Because here's what I would do. I come to that storage unit and I would open the door and I just stand there for a minute and observe what's going on. What's in here? Furniture, lots of boxes, rodents, right? I would observe and then I'd start to make a plan. I want you to think about this with your business. Flip over the pieces. Where are you at today? I want you to think about digging down to the root of the issue of what's going on in your business before you just add more cash 
you know, bring more of your 401k over, take another capital loan. Now, sometimes there's a time and a place for those things, but if you don't understand what's going on at the root of the problem, you're just going to scale your problems along with the cash infusions and the business scaling. Let's decide or see where we're at today and then let's decide where you want to go first. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do with our profit first conversation. And then I'm gonna show you how to build a buying budget using your profit and loss, okay? So first of all, let's step back to that conversation about profit first. So profit first, remember, tells us where we can put our money. It tells us how to create smaller plates so that we always have enough to consume what we need to consume in that particular instance. So with profit first, we have several accounts. Already you all have an income account, okay? You all have an income account. This is where all the cash deposits every single week, day, hour, right? This is where all the money dumps. Now, chances are if you're not using profit first, all the money is sitting here and then you're just using it up, okay? What we want to do is we want to start to siphon that up and we want to start to divide that money. So I'm going to write over here again, just an illustration of a P&L. So remember we had our sales, okay? And then we had our cost of goods sold, okay? That's the cost of the inventory to make the sales. When we subtract the cost of goods sold from the sales, we have our margin, okay? And remember we said margin is our what? What's our margin? It's our golden ticket to profitability and a paycheck, okay? So margin should almost be in like a bright yellow, but I'm gonna keep it in black so you can read it, okay? So we have our margin. Then we subtract our expenses and we're left with what? We're left with our profit, okay? Now in profit first, what we're gonna do is we're first going to say, okay, this, this relates to this, so that income account is our sales. All of those things drop in. The first account we're gonna set up, I'm gonna use purple here, is gonna be our inventory account. So this is gonna be the account right down here, and we're gonna use our inventory account in conjunction with our buying budget. So those two things together, a small plate for the amount we can spend and a buying budget based on our sales goals and some other metrics are going to be the bumpers in the bowling alley. I just went bowling with a friend. I actually had her take a video of me. I need to post it because I was like, this is what I tell my clients all the time. I'm so bad at bowling. I'm like, please take a video so I can use it in a reel. I need to post it. And you know, sure enough, I did a good job with my horrible video in that I Set that bowling ball down that bowling alley lane and into the gutter it went. If I had bumpers, that bowling ball would go straight down the middle or at, maybe over to the little side a little bit, but it would knock over the pins. It would make my goal of bowling, of getting some points, right? But because I had no bumpers, it just goes right into the gutter over and over and over. So setting up profit first and an inventory account and then a buying budget is what's gonna help focus you on becoming an inventory genius. So our cost of goods is gonna dump into this inventory account. So first we have our sales, it goes back and forth here into the income account. You guys already have that account set up. You all have a checking account where all the money goes. The first second account, I'll just say the second account you're gonna set up it's gonna be your inventory account, okay? And the cost of goods sold for any period of time is gonna be moved over into that inventory account. Then the difference here, our margin, okay, which is what? What is our margin? It's our golden ticket. Our margin then gets divided up between our owner's comp, your paycheck, tax, saving for the government because it's not our money anyway, profit. Okay. Owner's comp tax and profit. 
So now you can see why import, how important it is that you have a good margin, that you're focused on the margin of your business because you have to make sure that you have enough margin in order to pay yourself and pay the, the taxes and the savings that you want to save, okay? So we have our owner's comp here, which is your paycheck. And this is not a profit first class, so I'm not going to go into percentages and stuff. If you want help with that, I'll share at the end um, your next step. There's a lot of profit first help in that, so we'll, we'll get there. Um, but I just wanna kind of break it out so you can see the inventory because that's gonna be a really important tool for inventory genius thinking, okay? Owner's comp, we have our profit, we have our tax, okay? And then the balance of what's left becomes the extra money for our expenses, okay? So we have our margin, we siphon off a little bit, we put it into smaller plates, either save it, pay ourselves, make sure we save for the government, that wasn't our money anyway, and then the balance of it goes to pay expenses, which ultimately leaves us with a profit because we're not spending all this money up here at the top, okay? So profit first controls our debt because we start to focus where the money is going, what we're going to do. We're telling our money and our numbers what we want them to do. And in that conversation with our numbers, we tell our inventory how much we want and what we want it to do for us to become that golden ticket. So now flip back to that page. Let's talk about an open to buy. All right, so focusing on the right things in your business as you become an inventory genius, what does that mean? Why is focusing on the right things matter at all? I, would, I remember sitting um, in the warehouse of my business. I had grown, I had moved, we had, we had opened up the second location that had some like raw space in the back and I thought this will be perfect um, you know, as we're growing and we're fulfilling for all of our stores and bringing in more products. So we had a storefront in the front in the second location and we had kind of a raw space that we turned into a warehouse in the back. We've had double doors put in. We bought a little Fort Cliff that I would drive around. We would get shipments on trucks, LTL and UPS and all the things. We had shelves and we were bursting at the seams. We were growing. And I was really excited because so much money was coming in, right? I was selling franchises. I was buying and selling product. We would sell thousands of units of jeans in our store. We were a designer outlet, home of the $40 designer jean. From the outside looking in, things were chugging along, right? And so what does that mean? That means I should spend more money, right? I'm gonna need a bigger warehouse. I'm gonna need a bigger forklift. I totally and real, really did this, okay? So if you are me and you're sitting there and like, oh, I don't want you to think that way, listen to my story. <laughs> so I had this cute little forklift I could stand behind, but I need a bigger one now. I need one that I can drive, right? I need a 3,000 square foot warehouse. And if I have the warehouse, I have to have the shelves to put all the stuff on. And if I have all the shelves, I've got to hire more people to fill the shelves. It's like that book, if you give a mouse a cookie, he wants some milk. And if he has milk, he wants this. And if he has this, he wants that. That was me. That's what we do in our business. As the cash comes in and as the sales grow and scale, we scale our problems with us if we don't learn to focus on the financials. So I wasn't managing my inventory for profit. I was managing my inventory for top line revenue, okay? If I sell a lot, I make a lot, which produces a lot of cash, and that's what we want, right? Now looking back, I can see how that was off. So I was sitting in the warehouse, this backroom space, and I want you to understand that this is full circle. So I opened my brick and mortar, I moved to a bigger location with the raw space in the back, I was selling more, I needed to buy more, I needed more space, so I moved to a massive warehouse, I had the corner office, literally you guys, the windows on each corner, the beautiful desk, I was never in it, 
I was never in that office because I was so stressed out managing fires because I wasn't focusing on the right things. And as things began to crumble around me, I found myself ditching that, letting that person go, selling off those shelves on Craigslist for pennies on the dollar, ditching my inventory, trying to make cash. And I moved back to that original space. So this is where I found myself in this day of the story. So I'm standing in the back room and all I have left of my team of 12 full-time plus part-time is two full-time people. There's only three of us left. And we're managing what's left of the franchise business and we're managing what's left of the wholesale business and my brick and mortar store. And I looked around and I was like, this is crazy. The amount of money I was spending on things I thought I had to have to build and grow. And I can literally do it all with three people, two people and me. This is when I realized that focusing on the right things is so much more important than focusing on the big things. So I want you to think about managing your inventory. Let's talk about it. All right, so we have an open to buy. I don't know if you've ever heard the term before, open to buy, it's kind of scary. You know, I don't like to use a lot of like big medical-y kind of term, not medical terms, but you know what I mean, like that kind of flourishing, flouncy, crazy language. Because, <laughs> you know, let's just make things simple. Let's make them real. But this is, you know, a technical term that we should know, I guess, as retailers are open to buy. What does it mean? It means the open amount of cash we have to buy product. It's an old term. It's an old formula, but it really works. So open to buy is really a buying budget. Okay, a buying budget. So we could see how with the profit first method, we can manage our cash. Now we need to manage our inventory. So the open to buy budget is this. This is the formula. We're going to have our goal. I'm going to make it super simple. We don't need to use technical terms. Our goal plus what we need, okay, plus what, or excuse me, minus, minus there. That's a big minus sign. Minus um, what we have. Okay, if you want to write this down, I'll repeat it. An open to buy or a buying budget, the formula for it is our goal. Okay, so our sales goal plus what we need, okay, what we have to have in inventory minus what we have. If you can start to control your inventory using an open to buy formula, a buying budget, and your inventory cash account, so you're replacing with the cost of goods. When I sell product, the cost of it gets used to replace more product. <clears throat> these two things together become a bumper on each side of your bowling alley, okay? So let's put it out in, in uh, numbers here. So let's my, say my goal for the month was $20,000, okay? So I would pay, put $20,000. Now, I want you to remember these are all MSRP dollars, not wholesale dollars. This formula is in regular retail dollars, and then we'll convert it to wholesale, okay? So $20,000 is my sales goal for the month. I know that I always have to have $40,000 in inventory in my store to make it full, in my warehouse to have enough to sell to my wholesale clients, in my back room to fulfill my subscription boxes, right? I know how much I need. Now, if you have a question of like, how much do I know how much I need? That is also, um, we'll talk about where you can get that information. I've created modules and tools and systems and processes for you to help, help you figure that out. But for today, we're just going to talk about what the formula looks like. So $20,000 is my goal. I'm going to add it to what I always want to keep on hand, which is $40,000. And I'm going to subtract with 
what I'm starting with today. What do I have? Like, what do I own? When I talk to um, potential clients on a consult call, a lot of times I'll ask, how much inventory do you have today? And a lot of times they don't know that number because they haven't entered that cost into their point of sale system, or they've never looked at it, they've never pulled it. But if you have Shopify, if you have Square, Delirious Profit, QuickBooks Point of Sale, Lightspeed, in any of these systems, you can see how much inventory you own. That is your asset, right? That goes on your balance sheet. That's really important to you as an inventory-based business. So how much do I own? So I'm gonna pull up my um, point of sale system and I'm gonna make it really easy on myself. So I'm gonna use simple, easy round numbers. I'm gonna say that today I have $15,000. Okay, actually I'm gonna say that I have 10. So I just had a big Black Friday event, I sold a ton of stuff, and all I have left is 10. So if I take 20 and I add it to 40, so my sales goal for December, let's say, is $20,000, I know I always wanna keep 40 in my store, now I have 60 that I need, right? 60 is what I would need to keep my store stocked and to make my sales goal, but I already, I'm starting with 10, so I have a little bit, so I'm gonna take 20, what I wanna sell, plus 40, what I wanna keep, minus what I'm starting with, 10, I subtract that, it's gonna be 20 plus 40 is 60, minus 10, $50,000 would be my open to buy. Then you take this open to buy number, the 50,000, and you're gonna divide it by your margin. So I'm just gonna say 50% margin, so 25,000 would be my buying budget. Now I know how much I should buy in inventory. If you can start to use this formula, first overall, big picture, just look at what you have in inventory, what do I need to spend next month, you can do this weekly. So you, the only thing that would change then would be the sales goal if you do it weekly. If 20,000 is your overall goal for the month, your weekly sales goal would maybe be 5,000 if you divide it by four. So this would change to five. If you are buying for a quarter at a time or 60 days at a time, you would double this, right? So if my sales goal is 20,000 a month all the time, if I'm gonna do my open to buy for two months, it would be 40 here. So 40 plus 40 is 80 minus 10 is 70. Divided by 50 would be 35, but I have 35 then to spend over two months instead of 25 over one month. So you can use this for different periods of time. What you're gonna change is the sales goal. So you have to change the sales goal for the period of time you're buying for. And of course, what you're starting with today is gonna change anytime you use the formula, right? So if I do this next Monday, and I had a big, another big weekend this weekend coming up, what I'm starting with is gonna look different than it would today. So it's really important that you can pull that out of your point of sale system, Shopify, Square, Points, Lightspeed, again, any of these have those numbers available. They're very basic. What you have in MSRP or retail dollars. And then if you've been entering your cost, what you have available in wholesale cost of inventory, you can pull those. So we're gonna pull the retail number, we're gonna add it, and now this becomes our buying budget. Now, if you use this buying budget, along with that inventory account. So if we went back, I won't flip back, but if we went back to the page and we looked at, okay, every single Monday when I look at my numbers, what did I make last month? And how much did that, or last week, how much did that cost me? I transfer that over. I'm building and growing this inventory cash account. Now I know I have, let's say $32,000 in that account. I haven't touched it. I haven't spent it by traveling and buying Taylor Swift tickets. None of that with your inventory money, right? I haven't spent that money foolishly. I've been saving it just for inventory. You'll always have the money to come back and buy the inventory with you when you need it. And when you use your open to buy, you'll know how much of that inventory to spend. It'll take you like anything. This isn't gonna be, I'm gonna set up the inventory account, I'm gonna do my open to buy, I'm gonna have the cash in there tomorrow, boom, done. Like. 
This is gonna take a little bit of time. Be consistent and commit to the process, okay? Set up that inventory account, if nothing else, and you start to use your open to buy. Now, the exciting thing with the open to buy process and your inventory, I know a lot of you said in your questions and comments in the group, like, I overbuy or I underbuy or I don't know how much of what I should buy. You can use this open to buy plan and get really specific with it. Let me show you how it can, how it can keep you out of trouble and control those issues, okay? So I'm gonna try not to make up, take up too much of the paper here so I can actually show you a couple examples. Okay, so let's say again that my sales goal was 20,000. I wanna always keep 30 and I'm starting with 20,000 today, okay? So this would be 20 plus 30 would be 50 minus 20. So 30,000 is my open to buy. So 30,000 divided by my margin, I'm going to say 50%, 15 is my open to buy. And wholesalers can use this too. So if there's wholesalers listening and you're like, ah, she keeps talking retail, whatever, you have inventory. Anybody that has inventory can use this. What is your sales goal? How much do you want to keep in stock? What are you starting with today? It's all you have to know to use an open to buy. 15. Now, the cool thing about breaking this down is you can use your open to buy for particular categories. So let's say you have a Christmas category. So we're heading into the holiday. Let's back up and pretend it's August, okay? We're thinking about the holiday season. You can create a holiday open to buy. You know, I wanna sell $10,000 worth of little Santa Clauses this Christmas season, okay? And um, I know I always wanna keep in stock. I don't know, maybe I wanna keep 5,000 for the season or something like that. I don't know. Or we'll say 10,000 for the season. So I want to keep 10,000 in stock until I decide to clearance them out. I'm starting with 1,000 because I held some over from last year. My open to buy, 10 plus 10 is 20 minus 1. 19,000 divided by my margin. That's going to be what I need to go and spend on little Santa Clauses, right? And then you watch that. If you can replace it, they sell. Maybe weekly you replace your open to buy. So weekly you're putting in your little sales goal until you decide, okay, it's December 10th. I want to clearance out. I'm done buying. Then you stop and drop that open to buy and you start clearancing out that product. You can use it for categories. So you can use this for holiday. You can use it for special buying. You can use it for a category that you never want to run out of stock in. So maybe you have a monthly one big overall open to buy, but then you have one category. So let's say category one. This is maybe my basics category. I never want to run out of stock. This is what I did in my store. Um, I had a weekly open to buy for my basics. So I had my own sales goal. So let's just make it up $5,000. I want to sell $5,000 of basic t-shirts every single week. Um, if you're a wholesaler, this would be a great thing for you. Like if those, those staples that you never want to write out of, make an open to buy just for a certain particular category. Um, and you run it every week. So my sales goal every week is 5,000. I never want to go below $10,000 in basics because I have to have 10 to keep selling five. Got to have 10 to keep selling five, right? So I'm going to keep that. And then maybe what I'm starting with today, because I haven't managed it well before, is only $1,000. So five plus 10 is 15 minus 1,000, 14,000 divided by my margin. Okay, divided by 50%. I need to go out and buy $7,000 
of basics in order to start the role on this open to buy. So you can get as creative as you want with your buying budget. And this will help you know what to buy. So if there's categories you never want to run out of, denim or, you know, picture frames or designer handbags or, you know, little kids jammies, I don't know, <laughs> toys, <laughs> whatever your type of product-based business is, then run a mini open to buy on that and do it weekly and be consistent. Run your other ones a quarter at a time. You have one big number, maybe so fifth, maybe this was for a whole quarter, so three months. And I run that big open to buy for three months. Um, this is my budget. Then just have a ticker tally, right? So have 15,000 in an Excel spreadsheet. As you make a purchase, say, okay, $1,000 spent 500 and you spend that 15 over 60 days. You all can be inventory geniuses in your own way. Think about what would be a genius idea for your inventory management and then go to town and use it. Try the open to buy, be flexible with it, move it around, use it different for different seasons, right? Maybe every category has a different margin. So maybe your basics category, you run it, you turn and burn that stuff, you never mark it down, so you just run it at 50%. But you wanna build maximum margin in your business so some of your categories are at a 70% open to buy, um, or buy budget. Maybe some of your categories, you know, you it's like Keystone and they tell you what to price it and you can only ever get 45, right? So be creative and move those numbers around in a way that makes sense for you. Okay, second thing, focusing on the right things, right? Because we don't wanna end up like Sierra, standing in her warehouse thinking, why did I spend millions of dollars when I didn't even pay myself? We don't wanna do that, we're avoiding that, so we're gonna do that by focusing on the right things. Our next focus is gonna be on managing your cash weekly. In order to be an inventory genius, you have to understand your financials. You need to understand the role that your golden ticket plays in your profitability and your paycheck. How does your margin play into it? And you have to make sure that you're managing your cash. So going back to that profit first idea, if that's something that you wanna dig into more, again, we can talk about that later. I have lots of courses and classes and I do one-on-one -on -one coaching and all the things on profit first, so we can dig into that but manage your cash weekly. Start to look at your numbers every week. I talk a lot in my groups about money Mondays, okay? Money Mondays because two M's, so it's easy to remember, because it's the beginning of the week and because a lot of us are slow on Mondays, okay? It's just a natural day for us to look at what happened the week before, to make a plan going into the next week, and to stay organized with our financial financials, okay? Money Mondays. Take a look at what you have in your inventory account. Take a look at what opens to open to buy is that you need to tweak or you need to move around. Take a look at what vendors are supposed to be coming in. And if you're getting Christmas sweaters on December 18th, you don't want those. So cancel things ahead of time. Organize and create a system that Monday becomes the day that you focus on money, okay? And when you focus on the right things, you'll find yourself in a really good margin position. Number third, number third, <laughs> number three, the third thing on our list is to manage your spend. Now, we didn't talk a lot about, I gotta go back to it, so hang tight with me. I want to go back to this one, okay? We didn't talk a lot about expenses. My purple marker is dying. Um, but this line right here, okay? So we have our sales, cost of goods, margin, expenses. This is, remember, not debt. It's not inventory. It's fixed and non-fixed expenses. We didn't talk a lot about that, but it is 
one of the items on our profit and loss. It does play a direct role in our ultimate profit, and we do need to keep an eye on that. So I want you to think about your expenses and managing your spend in that everything you spend on should be pointing towards more profitability. If I hire this new 1099 VA, how is that going to make my business more profitable? How is it gonna enable me to have better margins? Well, now I won't have to post on social and I can spend that two hours a week buying better, negotiating freight, whatever that might look like, right? If I hire this new person, how is that going to affect my profitability or my margin? If I sign up for this new app, or if I integrate this new system, or if I buy a new building, or if I rent a new booth space, right? If I expand my reach, if I market my brand, how does this relate to my profitability? I want you to think about that stuff when you are looking at your expenses. Number three, manage your spend. Expenses, your in inventory afford needs to be able to afford what you spend. Okay, if you can write this line down for me, your inventory needs to be able to afford what you spend. If you don't have enough margin here, you need to figure out how to cut those expenses. And of course, we want to grow the top line and build the margin, right? But immediately, this margin has to be able to afford that. So working with a, a client um, rather recently, and we were looking through her financials, and this was something I noticed right away. I said, hey, your margin dollars here, even though that's a big number with some commas, is less than what you're spending on running your business, okay? That doesn't work. Let me show you. Where's my green? I don't know where my green one is. Okay, let me show you here. Let's say I do 20,000 in sales and I have 8,000 in cost of goods sold. So my difference here is $12,000. Awesome, I have amazing margin. But let's say because I had that margin and lots of money was coming in, I just keep spending. And let's say I spend $15,000 a month to run my business. What's left? Nothing, negative, negative money. And that doesn't even account for debt, okay? So your margin needs to be able to afford your expenses. And then the fourth thing I want to tell you is to get coaching and accountability. So don't drop, please don't drop off. You stuck with me this long. Let me tell you what I want your next step to be. Just listen to me and let me tell you, okay? The next thing I want you to do now is I want you to implement this. And I want you to do that through the Quick Start Inventory Genius Money Makeover. It's a mouthful. We're gonna go through in four modules exactly what we talked about, how to get your financials in order, how to implement profit first, how to build a buying budget, and all of the things that move together, like how it all comes together. So I have some spreadsheets, I have some tools. I love Excel because you can punch things in. Um, it'll do the heavy lifting for you. Even with profit first, you can punch in your numbers. It'll tell you exactly what to move around. The open to buy, you can do it on paper. You can punch those things into my spreadsheet and it'll spit it out and tell you exactly what you can spend. So there's some really good tools in there. The Quick Start Money Makeover has been taken by lots and lots of inventory-based businesses and it is life-changing. I'm pretty quick and short and to the point, so all together, the four modules are probably two hours, maybe all together. 
I don't, I know none of us have time for like, let's listen to lots of things and you know, let's just listen to Sierra talk and tell stories and go on and on. I want you to implement and I want you to do. None of us have time. We can't afford to, to waste that margin anymore. I know a lot of you are feeling a lot of cash crunch. You're feeling overwhelmed. You're feeling out of control in your business. Now is the time to get that under control when you have maximum money coming in for this season, even if it's not where you want it to be, because I know some of us, you know, our sales are down and things like that, but we do have more money coming in. Please help me. Let me help you spend it wisely. Let me help you take the next step and implement. So um, Megan's going to drop a link. Please comment if you want the link. The quick start money makeover is going to be life-changing for you. It's four modules are recorded. It'll automatically enroll you for free inside of our community. So as you get stuck, as you need help, there's two options that you have access to anytime. First, me. So in the group, you can comment, you can ask questions. We have several um, people that have gone through all my programs that are in there, community support that answer your questions. A lot of owners that have been in the membership for multiple years that know what's going on, they can answer questions. And then we have office hours. So as you get stuck, like have you ever thought how nice this would be? I remember as a retailer, I would have died for something like this. There were so many times that I'm like, I know what I need to do now but I just don't know, I don't understand. Like I, I get stuck on this part and then I just give up. And if I could have just gotten on the phone with someone like, here's my question, tell me what the next step is, I'll do it, right? And I know that's a lot of you. So office hours are awesome. Coach Candy and Coach Emily and Coach Megan, they're all here. Um, they jump into Zoom call once a week. You just jump on, you bring your questions, they help you answer, they point you to where you need to go. Um, or you can listen to other members that have questions and sometimes we learn best from other people. So the Quick Start Money Makeover is gonna get you on track with everything we chatted about, um, including the tools so that you don't have to scratch it all out with a calculator and a pen and paper. Um, and then it's gonna put you automatically for a month for free inside the Quick Start membership community. And then if you wanna stay longer, you totally can. Um, you can stay forever if you want to. We love having you hang out with us. Um, but then you have access to people who can answer your questions when you get stuck. So your next step now is to take the knowledge that you got today and I want you to do it. I want you to do it. I just, I wish I was sitting with you. I just got done with a VIP one-on-one -on -one day out in Salt Lake City and I sat with a client. This is yesterday. I sat with a client all day and I left just so excited about the hope I could see in her eyes. Like when I see people implement these things and I talk to them before and I get the privilege of talking to them after, the way that their voice sounds, just the heaviness that's lifted, when you're like, now it finally makes sense. I know why I don't have money. I know why I'm working so hard for free but I don't have to, and I have a plan. And even though it's not gonna change tomorrow morning, six months from now, seven months from now, three days from now, three months from now, it's gonna be so different. I'm gonna start to have money for inventory when I need it, and I'm gonna know how to spend it. I'm gonna understand what my bookkeeper is giving me so that I can find errors and fix them before I have massive tax bills that I didn't even know were coming. Um, just the hope that it gives you when you understand your numbers. I know what it's like to be you, to be completely alone, to hear lots of voices and no one's doing well and everyone has an opinion and just want, I just want relief. Like I just, I would do it if I just knew what to do. And so that's why I took my years of experience and working with clients and put it together in the quick start. And it's just that a quick start 
to making over your money. So thank you very much for hanging out with me. I love working with you. I truly, truly do. If you have any friends, boutique besties, inventory-based business besties that need help and encouragement and are ready to walk this journey with you, invite them. Like you can both sign up for the quick start. Take it together. Be accountability partners. I would love that for, for every single one of you. And then let's keep working on building a paycheck and profitable business. Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Inventory Genius Podcast. If there's something that you heard today on the podcast episode and you wanna dig deeper into becoming an inventory genius yourself, I wanna invite you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, where I have multiple ways that you and I can work together on your inventory. I wanna help you with your profit, your cash flow, and your paycheck, because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. So head on over to the website, connect with me, I'll work with you soon. See you then. Hey, boutique owner, are you ready to go from drowning in busy work to dreaming about the future? Simple Strategies Group creates automated marketing systems that work 24-7 so you do not have to. And you know how important I tell you it is to have automated, simplified systems. And that's why you need to get a hold of Liz. Liz Whitehead is a certified Clavio Master Silver Partner as well as a certified Postscript Partner. She knows her stuff. She works with e-commerce product-based businesses to implement email and text marketing strategies that build trust and nurture your customer relationships. She wants to do this for you so that you can start to focus on the front lines of your boutique business. So visit simplestrategiesgroup.com for more info. That's simplestrategiesgroup.com.